It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, Corey here. Um, wasn't really planning on doing a show this weekend, uh, mostly because, as some of you might have seen on Twitter, I ended up getting COVID, uh, and it's kind of keeping me from using the, the computer at the time, at the moment, because my kids need it for for school and all that stuff. Um, feeling better, I uh, figured I would just do a quick one spot, so I guess this is kind of the unofficial return of the mark out following Hell in the Cell. Um, I got some thoughts I wanted to share on the show, so I'm recording on my phone, so if the quality's not that good, I apologize. Um, yeah, so Hell in the Cell. Um, overall, I did not think it was a very good show. Um, the first three matches, I thought, were pretty routine, pretty pretty average. Um, really just could, could have been TV matches for, for what it was worth. Um, uh, if anyone was kind of following me on Twitter, Twitter tonight, I was live tweeting some of the shows I watched. Um, Bianca Belair and Bailey, I didn't think was anything overly special. Uh, I definitely think that feud's probably going to continue here for a little bit. Um, one comment I made on Twitter is is that that feud, that whole program, seems so like mid card right now. Um, it just doesn't seem special. Uh, it does, doesn't seem important. I think that's just a byproduct of WWE having so many titles right now. Um, I think, you know, if you, if you eliminate one set of tag titles, one women's title, one main title, uh, I think it increases the importance of those titles. Um, it opens up the opportunity for new programs with different different talent and all that kind of good stuff. But, uh, yeah, the match itself I wasn't overly impressed with. Um, you know, part of me wanted to see Bailey win that match just so that we could kind of get um a bit of a turnaround in, on on that program like to have Bailey win and keep the program going uh and maybe resulted in Bianca Belair putting her hair on the line at like SummerSlam or something and like a title versus hair match um I think I think eventually if Bianca Belair uh does turn heel there's there's a really good opportunity there to have her lose like a hair match or like a hair versus whatever whether it's a title or whatever it is, 
um, to have her lose that match and cut that really iconic uh, braid off. I, I don't know if they're going to go for that. That's not something I would do for a long time. Like, I, I, I'm not the biggest Bianca Belair fan, but I think she's got a lot of time left as, as a baby face here, and, and eventually she'll get her heel run, and when she gets her heel run, I think that's the time to, do, to, to make that move. Um, boy, like, <laughs> okay, another, another match was, uh, Cesaro and Rollins, um, and again, this was, I'm gonna rehash quite a bit that I put on Twitter tonight, um, cause I was kind of live tweeting my thoughts, I wasn't really planning on doing a show until later on, um, in the pay-per-view, so just bear with me if, if you read some of this stuff online and, and it's just me repeating it, but, uh, there was a time when Cesaro got put into that title picture and we were just all so excited for it. And the match with Roman was actually like really good. It was, it was really good for the first and like what would have, would have been a series of matches with the way WWE books their stuff. Um, and then it's like, they, they just pulled the rug out from under him and he's been stuck in this Seth Rollins program for, for what seems like forever, right? Like since before WrestleMania, uh, outside of that one-off with Roman and and it's going to continue like with Rollins winning Hell in the, the match at Hell in the Cell like I think that this feud continues at least till SummerSlam <laughs> it's just it's so ridiculous I don't you're right now like you're struggling to find um competitors and challengers to put in the main event scene and, and two of your highest profile guys that you have you just have them locked in this endless feud that's going to ultimately go nowhere it's you know it's they're gonna hit their dedicated mark of like five or six months of this program and it's just gonna end and they're just gonna go their separate ways I don't think either of them get into the title picture um after SummerSlam like I really don't um it's just it's it's another one of these feuds uh it's, it's right on par um maybe not in quality but but in the way it's being executed, it's right on par with the Baron Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura stuff. I don't for a second believe that that feud is over, given the results from SmackDown this past week. Um, yeah, I just... There, there wasn't a lot of great matches. Like I think the worst thing on this show was probably the Alexa Bliss match. And it, that, that's like a real shame, because I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan, I'm a big Shayna Baszler fan... And if you've been listening to the podcast for any time, you know I've been like petitioning hard and and, and going to bat for Shayna, getting back on the title scene, and for Alexa to drop this weird gimmick that she has and get back on the title scene. And we just we get more of this hocus pocus nonsense. <laughs> I honestly like this. This feud's probably going to continue too. Um, for me, I totally expect to see. Alexa Bliss possess or turn Reginald in some way given the mind control stuff with Nia Jax tonight I just it's so I, I've said it before and and like it holds true like I don't know how you bring Alexa Bliss back from this at any point unless she's like off TV for at least six months um as for Shayna Baszler like you've you've buried her now like I, I she should be a legit contender for either the Raw or the SmackDown Women's Championship, but I don't know how you do that now 
with her having lost this match to Alexa. She looks ridiculous in doing it. She's going to lose another match to Alexa. Like This is going to continue into SummerSlam, I think. And I don't know what the end game is. I, I just, I don't know like what the finish line with this Alexa Bliss character is. You've, you've disassociated her from The Fiend so much by having Bray Wyatt off TV the last few months. And you've kind of given her that role now. And it just, to me, it's, she plays the role very, very well. Like she does. She plays the role to, to a T and she's very good at it. But I don't think it helps her in any sense of becoming a a main event, um, like a main eventer, a contender for a title or anything like that. It's just, she's just there to burn up some TV time on a three-hour show that is really lacking these past few weeks. Um, you know, we got another Sami Zayn, Kevin Owen match. I, I'm all for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens matches. They, they always put on a good show. Um, I, obviously, this feud's probably going to continue too. And I, I think, like I talked about uh, last week, I think these two are going to be circling around that intercontinental title picture for, for a while here. Um, you know, kind of going in and out between them and Apollo Crews and Big E. Uh, and it's just, you can, again, like, like I talked about last week, it's just the mid-card on SmackDown spinning its wheels. It's, we're just going to get more combinations of these guys over and over again. And again, I, I don't mind seeing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the ring together. They have tremendous chemistry. They're two of the best performers on that show, if not the company. Um, but, but at some point, like you either need to pull the trigger on them and give them a big push, or you need to separate these guys and let them go on to do some other stuff for a while. Uh, what other matches do we have? The women's championship match. Um, I, I, I can honestly say this match probably has had the worst build of any like high profile program in wrestling right now. It's just, it's been an awful, awful build. Hasn't made any sense with Nikki Cross getting wins over Charlotte leading into into this match or anything like that. The match itself, I thought, was very, very good. Um, and that's to be expected when you have two very tremendous talents like Charlotte and Rhea Ripley in the ring together. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match. Uh, the fact that they, they gave it a garbage finish at the end, a garbage DQ finish, I didn't like that at all. I think they deserve better than that. Um, it's just... To me, it was like they really seemed like they wanted to turn Rhea Ripley heel at the end of that match with just the way she she disqualified herself, the the post-match attack, all that kind of stuff. It just really seemed like they wanted to turn her heel. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the rumors that Becky Lynch is probably coming back pretty soon. Like I could see Becky Lynch coming back at SummerSlam, and if we get a triple threat match... For that title with you know Becky Lynch returning against Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Um, obviously you have to have Becky be the babyface in that case. Um, and Charlotte's already a heel. And to me, like I guess it depends what they do on Raw going forward here, but to me it seems like they're trying to turn Rhea Ripley. Um, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think Rhea Ripley would be a tremendous heel. There's just not enough babyface challengers for her on Raw right now. Um it's kind of really kind of the same problem that Rhea Ripley has as a baby face is there's not enough heel challengers on her offer her right now so I I just again the women's divisions they just I, I just don't know 
what the thought process is there. Um, but if if Becky Lynch is coming back, that's a huge a huge boost to that Raw roster. If she does go to Raw, um, that's where I would put her. And I've said before, I would switch Seth Rollins from SmackDown to Raw and and interject him into that title scene right away. Um, and yeah, so let's talk about that title scene. Um, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre in the Hell in a Cell. Uh, very good match. I thought that was probably my match of the show. Uh, I know it was a lot of kind of like plunder and, and hardcore kind of stuff, but uh, those two play into that very, very well. Um, the the end result of Bobby Lashley getting the win and the stipulation was kind of like, this is Drew's last shot at the title while Bobby's champion. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's, it's exciting because it opens up that championship now to a, a new challenger. I guess the only problem is who do you have on Raw that you're going to have challenged Bobby Lashley in the next pay-per-view cycle? Like, honestly, um, the only guy I could really think that they might pull the trigger on is Damian Priest. I don't know if they will. Uh, You could probably do Randy Orton, but he's kind of locked up in this tag team scene right now. I I just, I don't know who Sheamus is a U.S. champion. I, I don't know. I don't know who you throw into that title scene now at this point. Um, and that's going to be kind of the interesting thing going forward here this week is you have, uh, your WWE champion in Bobby Lashley without a challenger and you have your universal champion Roman Reigns without a challenger. Um, of course he defended the title on SmackDown in a hell in a cell. Um, and I, I've kind of seen some speculation on as to why that match got moved from the actual pay-per-view to, to SmackDown. And I think it has a lot to do with. Um, some kind of upset TV broadcasters. Um, like as we know, the network in the States is now being run through NBC's streaming service, which is Peacock. Uh, NBC also owns the USA Network, which airs Raw, and Fox is airing SmackDown. So for like the, the look of it, it's like, NBC is getting all these really high-profile matches, and Smack or sorry, Fox is getting nothing at all. And so, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Fox maybe pulled some some of their weight and and just said like, no, like we want the SmackDown title defended on SmackDown on our network um, because NBC is getting all these high-profile matches through their streaming service. Um, that's just speculation on my part. Just some some reports that I read kind of were hinting at Fox was kind of upset with the way uh, WWE was always advertising Peacock and all that stuff. Um, obviously, Fox and, and NBC are considered competitors, I guess, in the world of network television. But um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Fox maybe pulled some strings and just said, we're, we want that match on SmackDown because we pay you way too much money to not have that kind of thing on our network. Um, so yeah, that kind of, that kind of wraps up what happened with Hell in the Cell. Um, I do want to touch on some other quick hits from this past week in wrestling. Uh, I've had a lot of time to watch wrestling being stuck in, in my room with kind of nothing to do. Um, I didn't watch everything. Like I didn't watch SmackDown. I didn't watch Raw. Um, I didn't really watch NXT. I guess I kind of only watched AEW. Um, the NXT stuff, though, Samoa Joe returned to NXT. I was kind of skeptical about that to begin with. Um, but the role that they put him in, I really liked it. And 
just right away, I, I want Joe versus Karrion Cross, and I want Joe versus Adam Cole, like right away, just the interactions he had with those guys. Um, I think it's going to be interesting for him going forward. I hope he's not stuck in this, like, non-in-ring performer role. I hope he gets back in the ring at some time, because um, I think he'd be a fantastic fit on the NXT roster. Um, the On the AEW side of things, um, the MMA match, I think, was pulled off about as well as you can pull off a worked MMA match. Um, I thought it was pretty well done. Um, obviously, you can't... You can't do a shoot MMA match on, on dynamite, but they did they did their best at creating like that facsimile of it. Um, I was a little surprised that Brock Anderson didn't turn on Cody in that tag team match. I think that for me at least, I thought that was a move that was telegraphed from a mile away as soon as they announced that match happening. So um, surprising to see, but I guess in the long grand scheme of things, if you're going to continue this Rhodes family versus the factory feud for however long you're going to continue it you need to establish some more guys on the Cody Rhodes side of things there um the main event I really really enjoyed the main event um you know trios match uh again some rumors that they might be introducing a trios title here this sometime this year I think I think they would be all the better for doing that to just give so many more of these guys um a chance to compete in a bigger spotlight matches, compete for championships, that kind of thing. Um, I like I like where they're going right now with like this elite group um, where you're getting different combinations of guys in these matches. Uh, you know, seeing Matt Jackson team with the Good Brothers and, and taking on like these kind of ragtag groups of guys now that the elite have have been uh, targeting and and um, attacking and all that stuff. Um, and the team of like Eddie Kingston, Frankie Gazarian, and Penta El Zero, Muerto, um, it's about as ragtag as it, as it gets. Um, and just the logic of like they've taken out Moxley, they've taken out um, Pac and Ray Phoenix, they broke up SCU, and, and these three guys have a reason to team together. I also love Frankie Kazarian as this kind of lone wolf elite hunter character uh his promo before the match i think was fantastic i i really hope he gets more of a spotlight i would love to see him take on kenny omega um maybe not for the title but at least in a singles match i think would be really cool to see um so yeah i think like, i don't want to make this too too long um obviously my voice is suffering from the last like six days or whatever so um I'm, I guess we'll look forward and see what happens this week. Like, AEW's got their big Saturday show coming up. I would expect them to add some more stuff to that show this week to make it kind of special. Um, we'll see what happens in NXT with Samoa Joe now in, like, an authority role, helping out William Regal, um, and, and the tension that he's kind of creating between himself and some of the top stars there. Um, what else we got? I I guess both Raw and SmackDown are like, they got to start. I know there's one more pay-per-view between now and, and SummerSlam, but they got to kind of start gearing up their SummerSlam programs. Um, like, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you have both your main champions going into this next pay-per-view cycle without challengers. So that's going to be an interesting, interesting to see how they handle that, who they establish as the next challengers for these guys. Um, and probably just more, more mid-card stuff that no one's going to really enjoy. Um, 
we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, anyways, I just want to touch base here real quick, get some thoughts out and, uh, just let you guys all know I'm, I'm doing pretty okay. Um, for anyone on, on Twitter, who's, who's aware of me being locked into my bedroom here, I'm going into day seven right away here. Um, the support's been great. The offers for help have been great. Um, and appreciate all of it. Um, so yeah, just a quick, quick hit, I guess tonight. And, uh, Hopefully I'm all healed up and feeling better for next weekend and we can get a regular show back for you guys. Um, until then, enjoy this weekend wrestling. Uh, lots happening, of course, with, with everybody as always. And uh, we will talk to you next weekend. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.